turn and give somebody a high five, tell them, I think we're having church. Amen. You can be seated for just a minute. We're going to give the worship team a, a break. Give them a hand. Are they not doing awesome? They're awesome. You guys are awesome. I'm good. You want, you want to sit down for a few? You can do that right now. I'll give you just a couple of minutes to sit. So, dude, is he pumped up or what? Dude, you got your sexy voice going. Yeah. You know where that's from, right? That's from getting crazy in church. You got that way in church. You got that way in church. Can you imagine that? He got that way in church. Look, look at somebody and tell him, I got this way in church. Amen. You want to know what's weird is a lot of people do exactly the way they came in. They got that way in church, too. <laughs> uh, I got that way in church. I got that way in church. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to relate a quick story to you. I have a great message. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's already eight, and, and the thing that I'm thinking of is that, uh, you, you know, I, I, I'm, I have a target, and I'm going to hit the target. But God's, God's not done with you yet. And, uh, and I, I have a story I want to relate to you, and uh, you're going to have to promise to go back and read a chapter of the Bible later, you know, because I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but, uh, but I wanted to. It's just, it's not a real long chapter, but let, let, me, let me just lay out the story for you for a minute. Because if you remember, there was a season when, when the ark had been taken from the people of God. They'd lost the ark and, and it had gotten to the, hand, the hands of the enemy. And the ark carried the presence of God. The ark represents the presence of God. And, and so the presence of God had been uh, uh, let go of somehow by, by, uh, you know, by people that were called of God. The presence of God was no longer in the presence of those people. So the people of God were living without the presence of God. It spent some time, quite a bit of time, outside of the center of their of their life and their life used to it used to be centered around the presence of God but the enemy the enemy had it and the enemy took it the enemy while the enemy had it though the enemy didn't like it you know, and, and see, there's, it's kind of funny because you know uh, uh, some people you know they get in the presence of God they don't like it other people get in the presence of God and man they just dig it and, and you kind of want to be careful because if you're uncomfortable in the presence of God, you sound more like the enemy than you do the people of God. So you just want to just want to gauge yourself there and you might want to ask yourself, what's wrong with me if when the presence of God begins to move, I get critical? Because, you know, while the enemy had the presence of God, the Bible says that they got hemorrhoids. Uh, you, you laugh. I guess you've never had them. Um, the, people that people that have experienced that, they know that's not really funny. As a matter of fact, when they got ready to give it back, they they made golden hemorrhoids and put them in the box, and, and you know, and, and they had all kinds of trouble. And they're like, this thing's got to get out to here, okay? Somebody's got somebody's got to get this out of here because we we don't want to live with this anymore. We want it G1, okay? Everybody say G1. G1. You know what that means, right? Spell one, O-N-E, G, one, gone. I need that gone. It was very discomforting, and they wanted it gone. And But they didn't want to mishandle it, because what if we handle this thing wrong? You know, man, this is the presence of God. If we handle this thing wrong, it, here we are trying to do it right, and it's, like, killing us. And so let's do it. And they, they, they got some, uh, how, how do we know if this is the right thing to do? We'll take some, take some cows that have just given birth to calves and tie the ark up to the cows. And, and if they'll leave, if they'll leave their, their, their calves, you know, and tie the calves up over there where they can't get to them, and, and if they'll leave the calves on their own, we'll just assume that God's taken the presence back out of here. 
And the Bible says, and the cows left the calves, pulling the ark, lowing as they went. Lowing as they went. There's a great message right there, man. Someday I'm going to preach that one. Lowing as they went. Because I know a lot of people that are on the road that God's called them to, but they're lowing as they're going. Okay? But, but uh, uh, these guys, these guys, they got rid of that. And, and, but, but the people of God, man, they were a little bit intimidated now because they'd spent so much time without the presence of God. So now the people of God have the have the presence of God back, but they keep them on the outside of town. And, and there's this dude that, that they, that, you know, they, there's this guy that they drop at Abinadab's house, and, and they, it says that they consecrated Eleazar and left him. It's uh, 1 Samuel chapter 7, sorry, 1 Samuel chapter 7. In the first verse, it says that they, they took the ark of the Lord and they brought it into the house of Abinadab and consecrated Eleazar, his son, to have charge over the ark. And the ark remained there a very long time. Everybody say a very long time. We're talking like a hundred years on the outside of town, and it was uh, Samuel's entire judgment, Saul's reign, well into David's, and when it was brought to Jerusalem, it was twenty years before all the house of Israel lamented, and they and they started they started crying to God, oh how we miss your presence. You know, there's a people that, that that have lived without the presence of God, and they start crying out for the presence of God, and and you know isn't it interesting that uh, the people of God are kind of afraid of the presence of God. There's a lot of people of God that are very uncomfortable in the presence of God, and you just got to get comfortable. You just got to get comfortable with it because that's where your power is going to be at. And they were crying out, and, and man, we, 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 we just want, we, we want the presence of God back. And Samuel said in verse 3 to, to uh, all the house of Israel, if you're returning to the Lord with all your heart, if you're returning with all your heart, if you're returning with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods. Start cleaning out the junk in your life. If you're going to get real about revival, you're going to have to get real about repentance. Listen, if you're going to get real about revival, you're going to need to get real about repentance. And you're going to have to be willing to deal with some stuff in your life and not try to hide it or justify it. But there is, a, there, there is a place where I believe God's calling a people. I mean, what would happen if we could find a piece of people who would get rid of anything that would compete with his presence? If we would just get rid of anything that would cause us to be distracted from him that we would get rid of every other God. He said, if you'll get serious, if you'll direct your heart to the Lord, if you'll serve him only. Look what it says. He will deliver you. He, he will deliver you. If you'll get serious, listen, it's still the truth. If you'll get serious about serving him, he will deliver you. Maybe, now I really want you to hear this, and just, just get this, just let this, man, just let this, like, don't, don't think this is for somebody else. Just grab this next thought. That maybe instead of, see, here's the shift that you need in your life. 
Here's, here's, the, here's the change that we need to embrace. Here's the, the place where we need to renew our mind. Maybe instead of seeing how close to the world you can get, but still reach God. Maybe you should see how close to God you can get and still reach the world. Yeah, I, I think the church in our culture has tried so hard to live so close to the world. And I, 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 I can still reach God. Well, he's God. Ain't nobody outside his reach. But he's gone to amazing lengths to make being close to him available to you. And, and, and the man of God told him, he said, you know, if you guys will get serious, and if you'll get rid of all that stuff in your life, he will deliver you. And verse 4 says, so they did it. So they did it. And they started pressing into God. And verse 5 and 6, hey, since we're doing that, let's get everybody together. Sounds like let's have some meetings. Let's call a few days of revival. And let's consecrate ourselves to God. And let's remove and keep out anything that would compromise or take priority over our relationship with him. Let's set a season where we could actually come together and repent and admit that there's areas of our life that we become satisfied. Where we, we have become satisfied with life as we know it. And let's, let's decide, see, because isn't that kind of what repentance is all about? It's saying, no, I'm no longer, I'm dissatisfied with life as I've known it. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn some things around. I'm going to turn some things around in my life. You know what God's calling you to do? Is he's calling you to get real and, and to begin to look at your life and say, okay, what, you know, listen, listen, what, 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 could I, what could I get rid of to make room in my life for him? See, because I, I think, I think the, the, the church of our society and our culture and our day and age is that we're trying to add God. He's like, he's, like a, he's like an addition. He's like a secret sauce that we add to the, to the, you know, the, the plate that we've been given. And, and God says, no, I want you to empty your plate. I'm, I'm not some side dish. I'm the main dish. And what if... I would rid myself of everything and just go after him. What if I would really, I mean, get free? You know, think about it, repent. 
three is, it means to bring back to the original state of. It's the prefix. It means to bring back to the original state of. It's God's favorite prefix. God likes to re-everything. He likes to restore, revive, refresh, renew. He likes, you know, when, when he renews your, your, your heart or your mind, he doesn't give you a new one. No, he brings it back to the original, the, the, the original state of newness it was created to be at. So repent, the reason repent is such a cool word is because it's two prefixes put together to make a word. Re, bring back to the original state of, and pent, which means the top, like the pent house. See, because when we think of repent, we think, to, well, turn around and go the other way. But we're, we're thinking this way, but God's dealing this way. See, when you repent is you get back up on top again. See, when you repent, see, the enemy wants you to think that if you repent, you're going to lose a lot of stuff in your life that, that you kind of like. No, wait, I'm not gonna, I'm, I refuse to be satisfied. I'm no longer living to satisfy me. I'm living to satisfy him. So it wouldn't make any difference if I missed it. I'm not going to miss it, but even if I missed it, who really cares? Because I'm not living for me anymore. I'm living for him. So if I repent and I get back up on top again, well, it, I look at it this way. It's like telling the devil... I'm back. See, I, I, I let stuff slide in that took the place that belonged to him. I let my heart connect and get uh, uh, affectionate towards things, and that affection belonged to him. And I'm ridding my life of anything that pleases this flesh. Because I want only him in this vessel. Because he's going to do a work in me, through me, that is going to change the world. So I'm willing to repent. I'm willing to get rid of some stuff. I'm willing to look the devil in the eyeball and say, guess what, sucker? I was distracted for a moment. But I'm back. He had a hold on me, but I'm back. See, what's going to happen to the powers of darkness when a group of people announce to the enemy, we're back. You were wreaking havoc for a while, but we just want to tell you, we're the body, and we're back. You were taking up ground. Oh, but we've come back to take it back. You, you, were, you were messing. You were messing with families. You were messing with futures. You were messing with, with, with relationships and, and, and doors of opportunity. You were messing with, with, with potential. and You were messing with destiny. And, and we kind of got comfortable with it. We kind of got used to living in a, in a world where the presence of God is off to the side somewhere. But today, we declare, not no more. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm back. You know what you need to do? You need to understand that there's things in your life that you have allowed and that you have permitted and God wants it. There's attitudes that you possess that he wants you to say, you know what, I refuse to have that. There's unforgiveness. I'm, I'm not living that way anymore. There's sin. Can we say that in church? 
See, I can say I kicked the devil in the crotch, but I have a hard time sometimes talking about sin. And Samuel said, man, let's just get together and let's, let's gather, let's get at Mizpah and let's, let, let's, let's draw out water and let's pour it out before the Lord and, 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 and let's admit that we have sinned against the Lord. Let, let, let's admit that we have sinned against the Lord. Why is that so hard for some of us to say, uh, we have sinned against the Lord? Why is that so hard to admit that, man, I've made choices that didn't, that didn't put God first. I've made choices based upon what was best for me. I made choices on what would make me happy. I, 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 I've, I've, I've taken resource and time and talent and effort and energy and, and used it all in an effort to, to, to please me, but I refuse to be satisfied. I refuse to use my, my, you know, all that God has given to me just to satisfy me. No, God, God, I repent. And let me tell you, when you get real with God, when you get real, when you want real revival, and you say, okay, so now we're going to have some real repentance. Well, you have a real enemy who's going to get real nervous real fast. And the next verse says, and the Philistines heard, and they gathered against them. And they got real scared. And they came to the man of God, and they said, what in the world have we done? We've stirred up, you know, a, a hornet's nest. And you, you need to pray, and you need to seek God, and, and, you, need, and you need to do something to, to help us. It says in verse 9, So Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it as a whole offering. And he cried to the Lord. And the Lord answered him. The Lord heard him. You know, tonight, as you're crying out to God, I need you to know something. He heard you. He heard you. <laughs> and as they were making this offering, the enemy drew near to attack. But the Lord thundered. Check this out. As they were offering up the offering, the enemy drew near to attack. But the Lord thundered. You think we get loud? It was a great voice that day against the enemy. And it threw the Philistines into confusion. And they were defeated before the people of God. And the men of Israel went out and pursued the Philistines and smote them. And then, verse 12, Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen. That's between two cities. And, and he called the name of it Ebenezer, the stone of help, saying, Heretofore, the Lord has helped us. They marked a spot that they would always remember when they were traveling. 
They marked a spot that wherever it was, life took them. Because that, that was, and if you read on, there was there was a there was a circuit of cities that they'd make this pass, and they'd they'd pass by there. So they're gonna they're gonna pass by this place. So they so they found a plot. They they found a spot, you know, that was kind of uh, on the road that they traveled. They found a spot, and they put the stone here, and they, and they said, "This is gonna be. This is gonna remind us that this is the spot where God helped me." Isn't it interesting that the same spot that you offer repentance becomes the spot that help shows up? Oh, yeah, you ought to be clapping right there. Because you know what? Some of y'all need help. You, some, some of you need help. But you're going to take, you're, you're going to take this spot. You're going to declare this spot. And I'm here tonight to tell you, I think we've reached the spot. I, I, I think we've reached the spot where we say, okay, we have sinned. We have sinned against you, God. There's stuff in me that's taking your place. Because, see, I, I tried living, I tried living, with the presence of God over there. But it's the presence of God's not supposed to be over there. No, you're not the, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And he's supposed to be dwelling in you. And, 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 and he, he, he doesn't want to live far from you. He wants to live, he wants to be close to you. And he doesn't want you finding out how close to the world you can get. He wants you to find out how close to God can I get. Man, I'm telling you what, man, there's just something on the inside of me that says that, you know what I want to find out in the, in, the, in the course of this week, the next few nights, you know what I want to learn? I want to learn how close to God can we get? How, how close to God can we get? How, how deep can we press in? Can we reach a spot that where the presence of God is so thick in this temple that the priest can't even stand up? Can we reach a spot that we have such a draw on the presence of God that, that sinners walk in the door and begin to weep and begin to just, I mean, confess sin? Can we reach a spot where people recognize in the presence of God, my Lord, there's something wrong with me? And I need Jesus in my life. Can we reach a place where sin has to bow its knee and they can't even get in, in the parking lot without finding, man, I don't know what I got to do, but I need my life changed. I got a question for you tonight. How close to God can you get? But there's something you got to understand about him. He's holy. And there are certain things he won't, cohabitate with and if there's issues in your life see i think some of us i think some of us you know we we got a bad attitude or we we got a uh, just an unforgiving spirit or, or or you know i don't know we we just got something there and then some of us you know there's others and, and you've got a, a habitual activity you, you know you you got drugs or you got alcohol or you, or you have nicotine you you have something in your life that god wants you to be loosed from so that he can fill that area of your life. He, wa he wants you to create a void so his presence can come and fill that in you. See, it's like the prophet said, if you're really serious, if you're really serious, see, I, I kind of like what uh, Pastor Rick said tonight. 
you know, when he was taking that offering. I, I really like what he said when see, everybody's shouting. What are you putting in the bucket? Yeah, yeah, we can worship. But if you're serious, repent. If you, this is what the prophet said. If you're serious, then you come to him with your whole heart. You take those things that are idols in your life and you smash them. You crush them. Rip those things out of your life and make this the spot where you meet God. Because this will be the spot where he helps, where he delivers, where he sets you free. Do you have something in your life? <laughs> I dare say we probably all do. But do you have the guts? Are you dissatisfied enough to increase the devotion to receive the direction this is what I need to do and I'm determined to rid myself of anything that would separate me from his presence this could be a night where we're going to take a minute and repent are the things you need to repent for? Tell you what, church, just stand back to your feet for just a minute. Are the things in your life you need to bring to God and say, okay, I'm getting real now. When I leave here tonight, I intend to look the enemy in the eye and say, I'm back. I'm taking my authority back. I'm taking the intimacy with God back. I'm tired of letting shame have a place in my life. I'm going to repent. Is that you? I just want you to step out and make your way right down here. We're going we're gonna to have an altar of repentance. Come on, let's go. I'm going to cry out to God. of eternal promise stirring in your sons and daughters